I'm Mary Stack. I'm playing Georgie Sullivan, born and raised Brindle Bayon, who owns the local yarn store, Knitwit Haven. She just wants to spread the love of knitting and solve crime with her friends. Hi, I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I'll be playing Birdie, our blue-haired cool grandma. She's a music lover, a former groupie, and she is the town menace. I'm Willow Wilson. I'm playing Renette Bollinger, a retired costume designer with as much sass as she has exes. You can recognize her from a mile away by her sequined blazers, big cat eyeglasses, and very projecting voice. Hi, I'm Joanna Johnson, and I'm playing Flossie. I just need to make a quick stop at the grocery store on my way home. The only thing that can ruin my perfect evening is if I run into those silly old bits from the book club. Hi, my name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal, a Brindlewood Bay actual play murder mystery podcast. Welcome to the freezer section of murder, wherein there is a freezer section, a murder, and a surprise. Brindlewood Bay was written by Jason Cordova and is available on DriveThruRPG. Follow the link in the show notes for more information. Okay, here we go. Don't most grocery stores have some sort of surveillance camera system That's inside? True, we could yeah. go look at the, we oh. could go play back and look at the last 30 minutes or so. Um, those timestamps. Mm. And I don't like oh. that noise you're making, sir. Well, constipated. There was no, no. I'm, I'm not. Thank you. Um, we there were no customers, so we started closing early, and I shut off the cameras. Bad business um, practice. You know it. I'm sorry. It works fine be. every day except for today. Today is the worst day. It was it, a good day until you let somebody get dead in oh. your. In your grocery. Excuse me, ma'am, but I did not let anyone get dead. I ha- I was upstairs the whole time. Oh, a likely story. Why are you sweating then? I'm not sweating. Oh, <laughs> okay. Is there anybody else here in the store? Uh, and they all sort of look around and they say, shrug. I no, I think this is I think this is all of us. So it's one of you four. Um, anyone want to fess up? No, it's. Oh. And then the manager stops and looks at the other three. Yeah, who did it? Yeah, that's what we're asking. And they look at each other and they're like, no, I did uh, And they start not even pointing. They're just like, I didn't know. I didn't do it. It sounds like we need to have an interrogation. So good at that, aren't you, Bernie? Thank you. Yes, I'm surprised that you're complimenting me, but that is correct. Because you're a nosy, busybody. Oh, thank you so much. Takes one to know one. So you're saying I'm good at investigating too? Thank you, darling. Georgie turns to Isaac and Daisy, presumably the younger. They're the younger people. Yes. Um, And she just asks, do you remember seeing anything suspicious before? I know this is going to be hard, but before Flossie arrived. Daisy says, um, no, I, I was in the back. I had my my headphones on. I was in the back, just straightening up back there. You know, like like Mr. Croce said, there wasn't anyone in the store, so we were just cleaning up early, hoping to leave right on time. 
Well, here, here's a thing that I have learned over my long years of life of how to recall things that maybe stand out differently. Just take a deep breath and think about how your day normally goes. You know, just in the last hour, what is your routine? You, Isaac, too, if you want to do this exercise with me, it, I, it's also meditative. Um, we'll talk about knitting later. Also very helpful. But in recollections, just think about what your normal day might look like when you get about this time, it's closing time. Maybe you're looking at customers coming in, giving them the stink eye because you're trying to close. Did anyone else wander in or stay in a little longer than you seem to recall being normal? Isaac kind of stares off for a minute and he says, um, no, I just, um, I mean, I remember, and he sort of motions to Flossie, like, I remember you you came in, but there hadn't been anyone here since Jack came in maybe 15 minutes before, hadn't been any customers in some time, so I thought I would get a jump on cleaning the bathrooms, so I got the mop out, and I started mopping the men's room, but no, that's that's just what normally happens. When Jack comes, how long does it usually take for him to do his, do his deliveries? Kind of the three of them sort of look at each other. It's like, oh, sure, oh. Are we talking like 15 minutes? Or are we talking three hours? Um, and Mr. Croce says, you know, these, these third-party vendors, the time that they take can really vary because if we've sold a lot of their items, then it takes longer for them to restock. And sometimes it goes very quickly. So sometimes they're they're here for more than an hour and sometimes it's maybe 20 minutes in and out yeah so he probably wouldn't have been finished um before before flossie arrived we could go uh, look at the display and see how done it seems or the stock yeah but we're looking at like a 15 to 30 minute window yeah i i suppose i mean um i don't i don't I guess i don't remember the exact time he was here but um i the displays down that way i'm sorry if you if you're going to go down there, I suppose it's okay, but a store employee is going to have to stay with you now because it's after hours and I have to get, I have to finish closing down the registers and get that money into the safe upstairs. So I have to go back up there. Isaac, you finished the front, the front closing. And he said, no, I haven't mopped the women's bathroom because I'm not a woman. We, we, I'm not going in there. He says, just, just, it's okay. There's no one here. Just go in. Isaac looks uncomfortable about that. Daisy says, I'm, I'm pretty much done in the, in the warehouse. And Scarlett says, no, I'm done in seafood. That's, we're all closed there. She says, okay, okay. Well, if you want to look around the store, that's fine. But one of the, one of the employees has to be with you when you're, when you're there. I have to run back upstairs. And he turns and he starts to go. So who would like to do what? I'd like to look at the door, um, fiddle with it, see if I can find a way to open it up so Fern can get in here without shooting anything. I wanted to go to the, like, random toiletries aisle, specifically the cotton balls. I want to go check that out, see if there's anything there. Okay. I think that what I want to do is I want to go... Because the delivery came in through the front door, and right now we're presuming the murderer might have come in through the front door. So I want to start at the front door and try to, like, it would be, like, connect, like front door, go with Birdie to the sundries aisle, like, walk over to the display, like, who, how somebody would have maybe followed Jack just to see if there's any, um, like, any clues dropped along the way. 
Now begrudgingly look at the uh, look at the display because the sooner we figure this out, the sooner I can go home. So I'm begrudgingly helping. Flossie, you say you're so well connected to Robin Masterson. This should be a piece of cake. I mean, remember when you used to be a part of our Mysteries book club? You used to be interested in Mysteries, but I understand if that's not your uh, not your cup of tea anymore. Being interested in mysteries doesn't mean I want to be in the middle of one all the time. But since we are, of course, I'm going to figure it out faster and better than you. I mean, that's absolutely incorrect, but um, you can try. Well, I just said I was going to go look at the display. Okay, great. I don't even know why we're having this conversation then. Bye. <laughs> no, go Bye. be useless. In, in, I can't in, hear in you. Open. Sorry, I'm hard of hearing. Oh, that's because you're old and I'm not. <laughs> go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> How old is Flossie, by the way? Uh, Flossie is in her early 60s, but she's really 59. 59. She's turned 59 a couple of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Damn, we are older than she is. Yeah, we're all Darn summit. It. Yeah, we're, we're all 69. 69. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Georgie and Renette, I guess, go together up to the front of the store. Um, and I think Isaac is sort of walking with the two of you. So let's start with Renette at the front of the store. What is your plan for the front door here? I would like to examine the locking mechanism, see what the deal is, try to figure out which of the many locks is has been has been locked. And if possible, I would like to use some of my leatherworking tools to pick the lock. Oh my. So this is a night move. Yeah. What is the worst thing that could possibly happen? I break my tool. (laughs) Um, No, uh, that's, I mean, that would definitely be bad because these are, these are antiques. I'd say maybe the worst thing would be uh, like I trigger an alarm system so it just keeps buzzing or like an alarm system that we didn't even know they had installed and it just keeps sirening and we're locked in even further. Yeah, you think about that as you take your leather working tools out and you notice that the door does have some wires attached to it. Hmm. You can sort of like see that they go off and there's a siren over there and there's another one that says emergency fire over there. Ah. And you are pretty sure that if something goes wrong here, you're going to trigger these alarms. All right. But I have advantage because I'm using a tool from my cozy little place. Yeah. Okay. Come on, Dice. Don't do me bad. Oh, no. (laughs) It's probably a six. I can put on a crown. You absolutely can. I'm going to do that. We flash back. I'm maybe 11 years old. My brother, Philip, is got to be about six. I'm sitting with my grandmother. She's teaching me how to sew well, and she's telling me stories and stuff. Philip keeps... Uh, but it keeps bothering me and uh and I'm you know I as much as I complain about my grandmother I I value my time this is like this is my this is my thing I make cool things with my grandmother and uh Philip is being a little shit 
I tell him. All right, Pippi, let's go. Let's go play in your room. Let's go play in your room. Come on. I go, I take him in. I say we're gonna play hide and seek in your room. So I, I I close my eyes and I count, listen to make sure he's hiding in the in the room. Then I say, ready or not, here I come. And I um, I leave the room. I close the door, and I lock it. And I go back to my grandma, and yeah, keep working on that. Um, you know, I was probably embroidering a handkerchief the the right period. <laughs> you got a seven to nine. <laughs> Yeah. On the roll. Better than a six. You stopped before setting the alarm off. And you're pretty sure that you know how to open this door. But once you do, the alarm will go off. You can choose at any time to come back and open it and set off the multiple alarms. Awesome. I mean, I tell Georgie what's up. I can get it open, but we got to... Got to get the alarm system off, cause I mean I can I can pick locks, you know I I know things, but um it's it's been a while. I mean my tools are a little rusty, so so we got to get that squared away first. So let's go see Mister Croce. Um, and I believe Isaac is the one following us around. Yep. Yeah, I'll just make my plans known to Isaac that I'm gonna go talk to Mister Croce. And Isaac is sort of split between the two of you. And he says, uh, okay. And he kind of like watches you both go in different directions and he looks unsure about what to do. Georgie, where are you going? Um, I think the next stop on my way is I was going to go catch up with Birdie, who's looking at the aisle with where cotton balls would be. I think my plan is she's trying to like, try to guess the steps of if somebody came through the front door went and got a bag with cotton balls, went and went to the display, followed him, killed him somewhere and left him behind the fish counter. Like she's kind of trying to retrace those steps. You're moving towards the the cotton ball aisle. That's a couple of aisles away. And you sort of feel like, okay, this is probably the route. This is probably where the, the criminal went. And as you pass one of the aisles, you can see that there are actually two broken glass jars of cherries. All right. I will systematically look at the broken cherries, see if there's like spatter that goes anywhere. So I'm going to do a metal plus reason. Uh, Nine. You get down to where these two broken jars are, and there is a big splatter on the floor. And you can tell from where you are that these jars came off of the top shelf, which is taller than you are. And you think that from where you are here on the ground, that if there's something to see, it might be up there on the top shelf. And you can try to sort of boost your way up there, but doing that is going to add a night move because you're going to have to like actually climb up off the ground at 69 years of age. I can't just go find one of those stocking ladders. <laughs> you can totally get it, yeah. Although I'll tell you what, ladders are very tricky for someone of your age. Of my and advanced it, years? Yes. You know what? I'll just try to boost myself up. 
I ain't got time to go find a ladder. <laughs> okay. What is the worst that can happen if you fall off of this shelf? I guess I injure myself. Like, that's the thing that would happen if you fell off of a shelf at 69. <laughs> I think that's right. I might have to find some sort of walker-esque item to get me through the rest of the adventure or this specific mystery if I can't climb the shelf. <laughs> Roll the night move. Um, okay, so the appropriate ability would be... Maybe vitality? Vitality. I got a six. <laughs> Can you do a crowd? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please don't break your legs. And I can pick any of them because I haven't done any of them. Mm-hmm. Can I, if I do the fondest memory with one of my children, I don't have kids. Can it be like one of my students? Yes. Okay. As I have looked down at the jars of cherries, trying to boost myself up on this shelf, my mind wanders to a time when I was still teaching history I liked to always teach my lessons with like, oh, we're studying this time, so I'm going to show you how to do this craft or bake this thing. And we would talk about the the reasons people would have these skills in that time. And she thinks back to one of her students who really just struggled in school. I was never really sure if they couldn't remember facts or just were scared to talk. And one day in class, I had everybody make cherry pies and we talked about the history of cherry pies in the town and all the things that went around it all the celebrations we had and this kid just really blossomed and just as they made dough and made the filling and we make the pie and we told stories and had history facts and it's a fond memory because this particular student did end up growing up and you know she bakes pies in the town and supplies them and she's like a social butterfly now. What is her name? I think her name is Christina. That flashes through your mind and two things happen because you're reaching and you're reaching. You've gotten one foot up on the second shelf and you feel something in your hand and you grab onto it as you stumble And slip off of the shelf. But hey, this actually, this fall wasn't that bad. You certainly didn't break anything, but you know, you might have twisted your ankle a little bit. It's not that bad, but you don't really want to walk on it right now. It would be very safe if you didn't walk on it, but it's not broken. It'll be fine, but it's not good to walk on right now. And you look down at your hand and in it is a beaded necklace. And I think you're sort of like here kind of in this aisle for a moment staring at this clue, waiting a moment before you continue on your journey. A few aisles over is Flossie looking at the beer display. I think Scarlet walked with you. She looks like she could get a little bit crazy if she wanted to. She uh, she closed the fish department. She does kind of smell like fish. She's not right up on you, but she was told to walk around the store with you. And when you went off this way and the others were deciding who to walk with, she was like, I'll, I'll go with her. And so she started following you. Because clearly she has good taste. She sort of looks behind her and says, I don't trust those other three. You were destined to walk with me. They stick their noses into business that isn't theirs. Oh, it's so nice to find somebody who agrees with me for once. So what are we, what are we doing? What do you want to look for? 
we're going to look to see if how far along this display is put together. Because if it was fully finished, then we know that he stuck around longer than he needed to. If it's not done, then Jackson was distracted by something and was murdered that way. So we want to figure out how how far along the display is, uh, if there's anything lying around that will give us a clue to where he where what he did next oh okay that sounds like a good idea let's go let's go see what that looks like of course it's a good idea i came up with it she's behind you and you can hear her go (sighs) no uh, chip chip darling let's get going you turn the corner what you see is a dolly that probably came in off of the beer truck okay it looks like this display is nearly finished, but not quite. Okay. And there are just a couple of cases still on the dolly. It looks like there are places for them to go on this display. Oh, that's metal. Can you describe to me how you're doing a little bit more searching and then roll 2d6? All right. Well, we're going to look at the cases that are on the dolly, see if they've been tampered with or if there's anything amiss about them because that's probably where he was before when something happened. Kind of look around, touch things, kind of feel around, see if there's anything that uh, seems amiss. Are you using logic here, or are you trying to search while staying calm? I think it's reason or being logical. Uh, Roll 2d6 and add one. Okay. We got an 11. The, The cases that are on the dolly seem fine. They don't seem tampered with, but as you sort of go over to the stacks, Mm. you find a pair of sunglasses, and there's something about them that make you think, like, these might not have been his sunglasses. What is it about them that makes you think that they weren't his? They seem too feminine to be his. A little bit more of a feminine style. Jackson was a man. And Scarlet sort of, like, looks over your shoulder and says, oh, those were, huh, they were right there, huh? Well, yes, I did the investigating and I found them. (sighs) Yeah, yeah, you sure did. Do you recognize them? No, I haven't seen them before. Are you sure? If you would like to pressure her into answering you, Mm -hmm. then that would be the night move. Because she does seem kind of volatile. And you think that maybe if you push the wrong buttons... Something risky may occur. Okay. Oh, yes, we're very forceful. Let's be forceful. I'm very snooty still, but very, very firm with the finger in the face. And I say, now listen here. A man has died. And you need to tell me everything that you know. Because we need to solve this murder so we can all go home. And also, I need to get this murder solved faster than Birdie here. So you need to tell me everything you know. Or terrible things will happen. What is the worst thing that could happen if she takes this the wrong way? I don't know. She might hit me. She might. There might be some physical injury coming your way from her. She's done it before. <laughs> and she might she might hit me in the, the wrong spot. And I just got this cheek done. I mean, no, I didn't. <laughs> Are you trying to reason with her? Are you trying to use your presence to intimidate her? Are you trying to be calm or show that you're vital? 
your vitality. Definitely, definitely using my presence. Roll 2d6 plus 1. 8, 9. I got a 9. She's pretty still. And she's looking right at you as you speak to her. And she nods just a little bit and says, Yeah, I don't like Birdie either. I haven't seen those sunglasses before. I don't know. I don't know whose they are. But that Isaac, I've seen him wearing women's clothing before. <gasps> and Mr. Croce, I've seen him not wearing these sunglasses, but I've seen him wearing a woman's hat. You know, he's, he's kind of dumb. Uh, he shouldn't be managing a store. He's really bad at it. I think he just sort of picks things up and puts them on and thinks that they look good on him. No, I, I haven't seen those before, but I wouldn't rule out those other two, the, the two men. Very interesting. And over in the cotton ball aisle, Birdie, what is your plan over here? My plan is to be the best and fastest at solving this mystery, first and foremost. I think just taking a look around the aisle to see if anything's amiss, specifically near the cotton balls, because it seems to be, that's a really weird, it's weird to have that in the murder weapon question mark, <laughs> which was the bag and twine. I'm wondering if like they stuffed the cotton balls in his mouth or something. So I'm just like looking around, any clues, anything at all. You brought the cotton balls with you? Yeah. This is not a brand of cotton balls that this store carries. <gasps> a competitor. It's a generic um, uh, drugstore brand. And that drugstore is here on this island. Okay. Drugstore that is here on this island. Okay. Who's following me? Is there anyone following me? Daisy is with you. Daisy. Okay. So I'm just looking around and if I'm not really finding anything in this aisle, I'm going to change tactics and swing around to look at Daisy. And she steps back because she was a little close. And then you looked at her and she, she took a step back really, really quickly. So who do you think did it? I don't think anyone did it. Someone must have had to. It, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Who would have done that? I know you look at me and you think I'm, I'm big and I'm strong. And yeah, I probably could have. But it couldn't have been Mr. Croce, the manager, because he's a wimp. And it's not my boyfriend, because I know him. Oh, you're, and, you are Isaac? You, you, you're together? Yeah. Yes. Yes. We are together. Yes. Oh, you don't seem so sure. No, we are. No, we are. Don't, it just, you don't need to ask him about it, but we are. Oh, he's not, is he not committing? He's, you know, I, I shouldn't have brought it up. But That's um, just like a man. Yeah, that makes sense. And I don't think it, I mean, Scarlet. Scarlet's a little finicky, isn't she? She has a temper, but I don't think she would ever, she's not the kind of person who would hurt someone, is she? I don't think um, she is. Well, she did uh, break a chair over someone a couple weeks ago. And that what? was just over an argument. Yeah. Did you no. not hear about that? She I did. No. Who did she hit? Um. Well, someone who's dead now. She What? She killed? She hit? Well, no, she didn't kill anyone. But let's just, if you follow the, the thread, um, she hit someone with a chair. And then the next day, that person ended up dead. It, somebody else didn't do it. But I'm just saying. Oh. It's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, Scarlet probably did it. She probably killed him. Mm-hmm. If she if she could hit someone with a chair, then she probably killed him. Oh yeah, she like it was. It's on CCTV and everything. Like she she went for it. Wow. She pulls out her phone. She looks like she's pulling up the internet. Are you gonna type that out? Or you? No. You said there was a. Uh, 
You said it's on video. There's a video somewhere. Oh, oh, I mean, for those that are privy to the situation, um, it's probably not like on YouTube or anything. You'd have to like ask, ask someone for it or you had to be there, you know, but um, let's let's just say some of the the Buffett nights get a little rowdy from what I've heard. So if you're ever interested in seeing seeing something like that happen again, you should go check them out. Yeah. So that's interesting. You think you think she did it. Um, have you have you ever had any issues with her? Not really. I mean, she she keeps going back into the warehouse and that's not one of her areas, but that's so weird. You want to go check it out? I feel like that would be a good idea. Into you the know, you want the warehouse? You want to go into the warehouse? I feel like that's smart. We should check it out. She shrugs. Okay. Sure. Customers aren't usually allowed in the warehouse, but um I mean, but we're investigating. Um, courtesy of, of Detective Fern. Sure, I can I can show you around the warehouse. Okay, great. Um, I as as we're walking, I, I send a text like going to the warehouse, uh, and then like two skull emojis and a peace sign. Runette, you were going to leave the front door and go try to find the manager. Yeah. And as you are leaving the front area, you can see uh, Fern's police Ford Bronco pull up into the parking lot, squeal out. Uh, sirens are flashing. I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to wait for her to try to convey something, so she doesn't just shoot the door. Georgie, you have recovered from being stunned, though maybe this ankle isn't isn't treating you well at this moment. What is your plan? Well, first, I'm gonna respond to the text message, and I'm just gonna say, "Hey, I know there's a dead body, so that's probably the important thing," and then like. Knife emoji, skull emoji. But should we tell Caliban that we're held up at the store? Because I think he's waiting for us to bring. And then three wine glass emojis. And then the shrug emoji. And then some other random ones. I think I send eight laughing with cry <laughs> tears emojis. And then voice to text. Uh, Daisy can hear this. Yes, definitely let him know. But make it sound cool. And then I stop the the uh, voice to text and then I sent a bunch more emojis like I sent a car I sent like a couple music notes I sent like like dance emojis <laughs> and like the one that's like woozy where it's like <laughs> so I'll text Caliban and let him know that we're we're held up we're caught up in police business helping Deputy Fern solve crimes you know like we do but we'll be by with the wine later don't you worry wine glass wink but it's like we're all four on this because we had a separate thread with him going from when he was waiting for us at the siren i guess the only person that i know where they are right now is birdie because she just said she was going to the warehouse i think i'm going to continue on the path that i had i had planned to go on so i'd be headed toward the display i i guess so i'm probably going to cross paths with flossie flossie you and Scarlet are maybe on your way back to the front when mm-hmm. you see Georgie and she is limping. She looks like she can't hardly put any weight on one of her feet. Uh, Georgie, dear, what, what happened to you? I had a bit of a spill while I was attempting to investigate some broken glasses of cherries. Speaking of glasses, I found some. Oh, that's interesting. Look what I found. And I hold up the beaded necklace. Oh, they do kind of go together. This would make a lovely accessories. I think so. 
Was there anything else interesting you found at the beer display? Well, there was only two cases left to go back onto the display. So he was almost done when, I don't know, whenever, whatever happened to him to make him dead. Where are you headed now? I don't I guess I don't need to go there. I'm headed back towards the front and hopefully this police officer is here now. And I think Renette went to go talk to the um to our manager about the alarm system in the store so we could circle back with her and see what's going on oh might as well uh, go with you if only just to make sure you don't keel over on the way there with your foot a thank you i guess i don't know are you gonna are you gonna help a girl out or am i just gonna limp on my own oh no that's why i don't know um, ruby is that her name that's why she's here scarlet <laughs> looks at you <laughs> Go on, Rosie. She sighs. She says, fine, fine. She puts her arm under yours so that you can lean on her and she can help you to the front. So naturally, I ask why she never followed up with my um, offer of knitting lessons. (laughs) She doesn't answer. Do I see Georgie and and company walking up to the front because I'm waiting for Fern? Yeah, you can hear them approaching. As Fern jumps out of her Bronco, looks all around. She's like, she's got her hand on her on her holster. And she's looking around the parking lot and she walks very quickly up to the front door. I, I, I immediately do like a calm down motion, like calm down. Open the door. Open this door. It's, and she, it's, she it's grabs locked. it and she rattles hey, on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. We got locked in, as I said before. And if we try to unlock it uh, further, a big old alarm is going to go off and probably like the sprinklers and everything. Nobody wants that. So I just need to get Mr. Croce, the manager, to see if we can disable the alarms and then we'll get you in. Yeah. uh, Open the door. Go get him and open the door. Go get the key. I'm I'm, I'm working on it. Okay. I'm going to turn and see Georgie and say, you can't walk on... You get in a shopping cart right now. <laughs> that seems totally reasonable. All right, Scarlett, uh, can you, you're young and spry. Could you help her out, help her get into the shopping cart safely so we can push her around? Scarlett just shakes her head, goes to get one, and Isaac is still there. He's like, oh, I, you want to get inside the shop? Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll put but you in the shopping cart. How else is she supposed to go to move around? No, that's, that makes sense. It's the only option. It is the only option that makes sense. So Georgie has this little smile because like, yes, she knows somebody died and that's terrible. And she did just sprain her ankle probably in connection with her age. But tonight she was called a hooligan and she's about to get in a shopping cart and she just feels young AF. Birdie. Uh, Daisy pushes open the doors to the warehouse and back here, it's kind of dark. Some of those fluorescent lights up top are kind of flickering. Ooh, those give me migraines. Tell me about it. I pull out my, my phone and I have like a flashlight and just in case I also like turn the video camera on, but I kind of like hide it. Like I'm just using it as a flashlight. You just want me to show you around or is there something you want to look? for or i mean like do you know where she goes or does she just come into the warehouse and no one ever checks in on that even though she's not supposed to be back here no i mean so i think what she does is she comes in here to smoke i think um 
Uh, but uh, I think she goes this way and she starts walking. You can see the floor has those uh, plastic lines on it. Like this is the safe area if you stay between these lines. And she's mm-hmm. walking down into the warehouse, which is kind of dark. She says, yeah, she comes back here. Okay, I'm following along. Is there anything you would like to do as you're walking through the warehouse? Well, I'm getting super creepy vibes, of course. I mean, just looking for any more incriminating evidence, um, maybe trying to find Scarlet's, like, pack of smokes, if she's got anything else in there. Yeah, Daisy leads you to the back, and then she's staying in between these these taped lines, but she turns, walks down some uh, through the produce section. It gets cooler back down here. And there's an emergency exit door. You know, how they're set up. You have to push on that bar and it would open it. And she says, she just comes back here. I don't know. This is usually where she is. Okay. All right. I want to meddle. Can I swing it that I'm like getting down on my hands and knees and searching for stuff and have it be vitality? Sure. Okay. A seven. So there are some shelves around here, mm-hmm. big warehouse shelving units. And just standing around here, it does kind of smell like smoke, like cigarette smoke. Like maybe this is an area where people smoke where they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. You kind of look around. Maybe it looks like there is a a smoke detector on the wall that is open and obviously missing a battery. Mm-hmm. But as you sort of get down on the floor and look, you see underneath one of these shelves is a Christmas ornament. Okay. What kind of a Christmas ornament is this? It's one that's shaped like a little dog. That's not pointed towards any suspect at all. Not at all. Everybody likes dogs, I mean. And Daisy looks over your shoulder and says, what is that? It's an ornament that's shaped like a little dog. A Christmas ornament? Presumably. I don't know why it would be back here. It's not... It's not any time near Christmas, is it? No, we're in late spring. It's a little early to have that in stock. She's sort of looking at it. She says, I don't, I don't know. Do maybe we sold that. I, not not as something we would have sold. Maybe we did. I don't know. I don't, you know, I bring it out there and they, maybe it is, but we didn't decorate back here either. How strange. A memento from the suspect. I've seen everything I need to see. We don't have to look at anything else. This is all I need. I know exactly what this is because I am the world's greatest detective. And back to the front of the store. Georgie, you are in this shopping cart. Well, I still need to talk to Mr. Croce. So, I mean, I guess I'll accompany her as much as I can get to Croce. But I think, isn't he like upstairs? You suspect that the door to the manager's office is to a little stairwell that goes upstairs. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just going to leave her with Scarlet for a bit and uh, go go see Mr. Croce. As you as you leave the frontier, you can see that Fern is outside with her hands above her eyes like a visor trying to look inside. She keeps like kind of knocking on the glass and pointing at the door. She is impatient, isn't she? That's a word for it. OK, so you go to find Mr. Croce and he is actually coming out of the office when you go to him brushing down his shirt and he says oh is the is the door open yet are the police no, here we need no uh well police here door not open we need you to turn off the 
a security system so we can open the door without stuff going off. Oh, 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 that's okay. Yes, I can do. Let's see. Where is that? Okay. It's over this way. It's over near the bathrooms. Okay. You, you, you got that. You can do that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, right over, right over here this way. And, um, he walks back towards the front and over to the side. Um, and actually now that he is going in this direction, everybody who is in the front and let's say that Birdie and Daisy have joined the crowd by this time. You all can see that there is a, a wet floor sign up near the bathroom and a mop there. Mr. Crochy says, okay, so it's actually in the women's bathroom. And I just, he stops and he turns. I just want permission. No one has to use the, the bathroom at this time. I can go in there. It won't upset anyone. Oh my God. It's just a bathroom. Go. Use whatever bathroom you want. Oh, I, well, I don't need to, I would use, I would use the, I, my choice would be to use the other bathroom. Yeah, but we're not using it for but, that. We're using it to, for the security. Yes, system. and I, you, so, you are the manager of this store, so you should be able to like just go. Okay, yeah, you, you're, you're good. Yeah, we just we want to prioritize everyone's comfort and safety, and you know that if I happen to go into the women's bathroom, it's for no other reason than to to check the facilities, and in this particular case, to do the alarm system, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's customary to, to knock on the door and ask if anybody is in there, not to ask if the people who are out of the bathroom care whether or not you go in the bathroom. So yeah, that's, what, just, that's oh. what's confusing me. Same, same. So, you know, I think just go, if it makes you feel better, go knock on that door, just yell, is anybody in there? And then when no one responds, you just walk right on in, do what you got to do. That is a wonderful idea. Thank you. Thank you. And he walks up to the women's door and he knocks on it and says, is anyone in there? And you hear a voice say, yeah, occupied. <laughs> it's a man's voice. Well, that doesn't mean anything. By who? The store is closed. Is that Ian? Is it Ian? Ian, right? Isaac, who is standing next to you, says, no, I'm, I'm Isaac. <laughs> Isaiah, I knew you were nearby. Sorry, dear. <laughs> and, uh, and Mr. Croce looks very stunned and turns back to everyone and says, okay, see, this is, this is, a, you're, you're exactly right. This is why you always knock before you go in. So basically everyone that we knew was in the store is accounted for. And this is a different person. Yeah. They all look around and he says, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for joining us here on Roll to Metal for the freezer section of murder part two. This may be a spoiler, but next week is part three. Roll to Metal is a production of ActualStoryPodcasting.com. If you like the show, share a link. Hey, maybe tell a friend. Hey, maybe write a review. Or buy a copy of the game. It's written by Jason Cordova, and it's available over on DriveThruRPG. The link is in the show notes. My name is Jonah Knight, okay? Goodbye.